Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Teresa Arago. If there's one thing I know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because I'm breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next steps on your journey, today on Talking Sense. I've been a financial advisor with Jim Wealth for a number of years at this point, and I've even done specialized training in retirement income planning. So understand that I'm not going to make this suggestion lightly today, but I want you to hear me out. Retirement is a great goal. Making work optional is a fantastic thing to work for. And most of us have this on our list, but there's a challenge that I have found in making that your only goal. So what I'd like to suggest is that a better goal is financial independence. But why? Why would I say that when this is literally what I do all day every day is creating retirement plans and helping people execute those? Well, the problem is it can feel too far off. If you're like me in your lower 40s, and yes, I know I just ratted myself out here, but even younger, retirement is a solid 25 years out. So making that my only goal kind of makes it hard for me to really stay focused if I'm just being honest and and transparent about this. You know, you may not even know what retirement looks like for you. I know for me, it's, it's not real clear. I joke with people that I don't know that I'll want to retire because I love what I do so much. I'm sure that'll change eventually, but it's just 25 years away. And how do I quantify what my goal needs to be if I don't even know what it is now? And when things feel overwhelming, what I have found is people tend to get demotivated. All the tasks and things can just overwhelm you and set you off. So let's talk about why I feel like financial independence is a better goal, especially if you're in the life stage I'm in. Well, it's definitive. You get to define what it is. You get to decide what independence looks like to you. But there are a lot of similarities You know, many of us will have similar goals when we talk about what financial independence looks like. But the main thing is it helps you understand what you value. Taking time to define it helps you figure out what you value. And we've talked about what budgeting is and things like that. And what I always like to say is it's aligning your spending habits with your values. So if you take some time to define what that looks like, you're much more likely to be able to figure out what your triggers are, good and bad. What are the things that tend to derail you? What are the things that motivate you? And you can even kind of create a roadmap for yourself once you've done that, that tells you, okay, here's where I need to be if I want to call myself financially independent. Let's talk about some examples that may come to mind. For some, that's a fully funded emergency fund. For some, it's being debt free. A lot of people come in and they say, I'd like to save X percent of my income towards retirement. For me, one of the big pieces was having my estate plan in order because I experience what it's like when someone passes away and they don't have it. Having enough life insurance might be part of that. But the bottom line is these are tangible goals that you can pursue and achieve right now. You can make tangible progress towards them. We have this piece of print that we put out called the six keys to financial independence. And I'm going to go over some of the pieces that are on that. But if you'd like a copy, we're going to link that in the show notes on YouTube and on our podcast. So you can go um, grab it from there. You can also go to getreadyforthefuture.com and go to our education pieces inside there to find that as well. But it's got some steps in there that I feel like are fantastic. First one, as I mentioned before, is defining what financial independence looks like for you. 
And as I said, that's really just defining your values. The next thing that you can do to work towards financial independence is learn to live below your means. I know that's hard. I know you're in that crazy busy time of your life. I'm in it. I call it whitewater. I saw something the other day and it said, um, being at my stage of life is just saying next week's going to be so much, so much calmer, so much lighter for the rest of your life. Like, and, and repeating that every week. Cause I do that too. I'm like, Oh, things are going to slow down next week. They're not. So I understand that this is difficult, but it's not unattainable. What you've got to do is you've got to create a budget. You've got to look at your spending habits and figure out what is out of alignment. And there may not be anything. You may be doing great, but you also need to make sure you've got the guardrails in place and you understand your budget and your needs and make sure that you're living within your means to be able to create that margin. Living below your means just means that you can prioritize savings, whether that's retirement savings in your employer plan or through IRAs or it's emergency savings to make sure you can avoid debt. Both of those savings are important and the only way you can make them a priority is if you live below your means where you have that margin. And then you can also protect your family through life insurance. If you're not sure how much you need, let me know. We can help you with that. But what a lot of people don't realize is what you think you need is probably not enough. I know this was my experience. When I first joined Gym Wealth, uh, the amount of insurance I had basically would have paid off the mortgage and it would have buried me. In my mind, my spouse had a good paying job, so he'd be fine. What I didn't realize is that there was going to be a lot of other expenses added to him that I couldn't have planned for. And so when I did the math, once I learned how, I found that I really needed more coverage. And it's not that expensive if you're going the term route. So to me, it made sense to increase it. So the first thing you're going to do is live below your means. Learn to live below your means. And once you've done that, you can deal with your debt. Listen, many of us have debt. As a matter of fact, Less than 25% of Americans live debt-free. So don't feel shame. I'm not here to shame you. But you can overcome that. Start with your high interest debt. Most of us have a mortgage that's below 10%. Most of us have a mortgage that's below 5% in interest. Don't prioritize that one. But if you've got credit cards, some of those are nearing 30%. So it's time to deal with that. It's time to get rid of those debts. And, you know, it may be that you've got to go through a time of imbalance to get back into balance by adding some extra income to your balance sheet so that you can get rid of that debt faster. I have found that hitting something hard and getting it done helps me. If you're a slow and steady wins the race person, I'm good with that too. But make some progress in dealing with your debt because you'll never regret getting rid of that. You know, as you go, if you need some help with that, There's a lot of resources out there that help you track that, different apps and things that you can kind of put it all in one spot so you can track it. You're going to have to take a sobering look at what your debt looks like to really tackle it. So start there if that's where you need to start, but make that a priority. The next thing you've got to do is start saving for your future. Even if you're like me and retirement feels like it's light years away because you're too busy worrying about where your kid needs to be this afternoon, you still have the ability to make progress on that. And it may start with you just participating in the employer plan and getting the match. It's free money. If I was standing in front of you right now and I said, hey, I will give you $20 if you'll loan me $20 for just a few minutes. I'll give you your 20 back and I'll hand you 20 more. Then you would find $20, right? That's what they're doing. Your employer is saying, if you will set aside some of your money, I'll match that money and I'll give you free money. 
All you got to do is let it sit for a while. If you make that a priority, that'll be a great step in your journey to financial independence. And if you need a number to shoot for, kind of an arbitrary goal just to feel like you're getting some real progress, shoot for 10% of your income. And then when you get a raise, increase it. Every time you get a raise, increase it a little more. You'll find that you're able to maximize that savings a lot faster if you just have a strategy that increases it over time. I've got lots of clients who started doing this and they're up to 15, 20% of their pay because what they've done is every time they got a pay, they increased it by one or 2%. They never saw it, didn't hit the bank, so they didn't feel it. So start with the idea of just using what tools you have. And if you find that you've got some extra margin because maybe you've paid off some debt and you've got your emergency fund funded, start adding to IRAs. Use all the tools you have at your disposal because you'll never regret being ready for retirement early, but you certainly don't want to get there and be stuck with the retirement that you really didn't want. You want to be able to walk into retirement confident. And if you start today, you can do that. Another thing you need to do is diversify your income and your investments. Now, for some people that includes rental property, there's a lot of things that you need to consider in that. So if that's something that you're considering, find somebody to be a mentor to help you through that process. Make sure you've got your team, your CPA, your estate planning attorney, and your financial advisor working together to protect you and your investments. But what I'm talking about too is your investments at your employer plan, at your IRAs, As you are working to build your wealth, make sure you have a strategy and not just a bag of investments because there is a difference. I've had a lot of people come in and they go, well, here's my plan. And what they're showing me are statements. But here's the challenge with that. If you have this advisor over here looking at this one piece and then you have a separate advisor over here looking at this one piece, but nobody's considering the different roadblocks that you might encounter that can affect all of that, then you don't really have a cohesive plan. You just have a bag of investments. And that's okay to get started. But if you really want to drive to financial independence, it's all got to work together. Think of it like an orchestra. There are different instruments that have to play in harmony to create beautiful music. Your financial journey is similar. You've got life insurance. You've got investments. You've got your income. You've got your expenses. You might have some property or some other assets. All of those have to work together to make that beautiful song that is your financial journey. So make sure you've got all those pieces working in harmony. And the best way to do that is have your financial advisor working with those other people. If debt elimination is a challenge, again, you might want to consider a side hustle in that diversification of your income for a short period of time to just get that done. Okay. The last thing I want to talk to you about in this, you know, six keys to your financial independence is don't wing it. I have not met a single person who accidentally found success financially. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some of those what what people might label as overnight successes, although I would challenge that they probably had a whole lot of buildup to that overnight success. The chances of you arriving by accident ready for retirement, they're pretty low. So don't just wing it. Educate yourself. Take some time to find the tools you have at your disposal to make sure that the investments that you have, that the strategies that you're using, that the people you're trusting are the right fit. You know, there's a lot of words that get thrown around in our industry. There's a lot of conversations about different pieces, whether it be the fees that people are dealing with or fiduciaries. Um, There's a lot of jargon in our industry. There's a lot of confusion 
So if you don't have a resource that you can trust to educate you, that to me is critical. What you feed is what grows. So if you're not feeding your mind with financial education or with good healthy habits, the chances of you finding financial independence or reaching your goals are pretty slim. And there's a lot to keep up with. Things are constantly changing in our industry. You know, just a couple of years ago, if you were starting a 529 for your kid for their future education and they didn't use it for that, you'd have to find another person to use it for. You couldn't do much with it. But just recently, they've passed legislation that allows you to turn that into a Roth IRA at some point. This landscape is ever-changing. So if you're trying to align all of these pieces and you don't have the resources at your disposal to do so, you may miss out on some opportunities. And use your time wisely. Listen, there's a lot that I can figure out how to do through YouTube. I mean, you can find just about anything. I have never once had the inclination to go on YouTube and figure out how to do an oil change. I know I could. And for those of you that are car enthusiasts, don't come at me. Don't, don't come at me. For me, that's not the best use of my time. It's more cost effective for me to have someone else do that task for me because for me, the risk is too high. I'm just, I'm not gifted in that space. So for me, I bring someone alongside me to do it. When it comes to home repairs, most of those, I'm going to bring somebody in. I don't have the skills and education to do them the best way. Why is it that when it comes to our financial journey, many of us feel either ashamed or scared to trust somebody? There's no shame in asking for help in your financial journey. There are people like me who have spent years accumulating the skills and the education to help people on this journey. So if you've ever felt like maybe, and I know there've been some people that have had bad experiences. I just met last week with someone and they said, you know, whenever I had a question, I felt like I was getting scolded for asking the question. What I would say is you've got the wrong advisor in that case. But if you've got access to somebody to help you on your journey, use it. And that may not be a financial advisor, that may be a mentor who's made great choices and you can learn from them, but understand your journeys may be different. So be careful to filter it through that. But here's the key. We talked about retirement not being your main goal, but as you build financial independence as your goal, retirement becomes more realistic. Your income will be easier to define if you know what your current budget is. Prioritizing your savings means you'll have the assets to retire when you get there. And having healthy financial habits is gonna help you not only on your journey to retirement, but in retirement as well. Retirement is a fantastic goal, but it may feel too overwhelming to focus on just yet. So instead, focus on building wise financial habits and working towards financial independence. Thank you guys so much for joining me on Talking Sense today. I hope you have a great week and we'll catch up again next week. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.